Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin, and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Take my hand, Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 12 of Soul Food with a slightly uh, maybe jarring title but it's a very important topic this episode is titled Blood and it really relates to the dangers of oppression and the dangers of bloodshed Uh, so in this episode we're going to look at as we mentioned the dangers of oppression we're going to look at a story from the life of the Prophet peace and blessings be upon him that shows the uh, gravity in the hereafter of hitting and harming another human being. And then we'll end with a caution against killing and shedding blood. Uh, And we're continuing to look at Habib Umar's book, The Kingdom of the Heart and Limbs. And this episode is looking at another aspect related to the hands and the relationship between the hands and the heart. And that what you do with your hands affects your heart, affects your connection with the divine, affects your status in the hereafter. And it seems like every day, I'm sure you feel this way, I know I do, we hear about another tragic and senseless act of violence, whether it was Orlando or just yesterday, uh, a great woman who was a member of parliament, uh, Joe Cox, was brutally killed in the street. Um, And you see, you know, war-torn regions all over the world that, you know, the news doesn't even care to cover anymore. And even a lot of people start to have what they call compassion fatigue. And we have all of these opportunities of interconnectedness through social media, but still many human beings use it as a weapon to just harass one another and to spread hate. So we need to be really careful how we use our limbs and what kinds of, you know, what kinds of relationships we engage in, what kinds of attitudes we have when we're dealing with one another. And, you know, this relates very, very directly with bloodshed and oppression because it always starts off small, that we have these microaggressions that turn into bigger things. So the believer, someone who is setting out on the spiritual path is someone who is an ambassador for good, someone who wants to show that beauty and try to heal. Uh, So that's very important. And violence is one of the most dangerous acts of aggression that a human can, can perform. And when a believer, when someone sins against God, when we sin against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's actually quite simple because all we have to do is turn back to Him and seek His forgiveness. But when we harm others, when you harm another human being or another one of God's creation, then we have to seek Allah's forgiveness and the forgiveness of the person that we harmed. So it's actually more difficult. When we sin against God, we just ask Him for forgiveness. But when we harm another person, 
it becomes really serious because they might not forgive us when we ask for forgiveness. And the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, he tells us that Allah the Exalted says, I am the sovereign, the judge, and it is not fitting for anyone from the people of paradise to enter paradise or anyone from the people of the fire to enter the fire until I have taken their due for their oppression, even a slap in the face, that everything on the day of judgment will be given perfect justice. Even in this world, no sense of justice, no act of justice is enough to really make it right. But that in the hereafter, God will give everyone who was oppressed and every oppressor their, their due, even if it was something like a slap in the face. Right? Another hadith states that rights will be given out on the day of judgment to such an extent that even animals who wronged one another will be given justice. Right? That, that it'll be a, a day of complete justice. And in this book, Habib Umar says something really beautiful. He says, if this is the degree of justice Allah will have between animals, then what will his justice be towards humans who are morally accountable who have hearing, sight, and intellect, and have been given revelation from Allah the Blessed and Exalted, yet they are lax towards the rights of others. In other words, we have to be really careful and we have to be conscientious of how we deal with one another. And it is enough for a believer to reflect upon the fact that the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, never hit another man, woman, or child that he never hit anyone. So we have to be really careful how we use our hands. That brings us to the story of the companion that the Prophet ﷺ saw who was beating his slave severely. So the Prophet ﷺ called out to him and he said, Abu Mas'ud, his name was Abu Mas'ud al-Ansari. He said, Abu Mas'ud, Allah has more power over you than you do over your slave. And I mean, that's a powerful statement. You think, this is another human being, you think that you can treat them that way. When God, the Lord of the heavens and the earth, has complete control over you. So he was trying to humble the man and tell, you know, teach him not to be oppressive towards his slave. So the man turned around and he said, O messenger of God, then I will set him free for Allah's sake. And then the Prophet said, if you hadn't set him free, that was his expiation. If you hadn't set him free, the fire would have slapped you. Right? So it, it shows that you got to be careful how you treat other people. And beating the slave was something displeasing to Allah and his messenger. And it was deserving of punishment if the man hadn't made up for it. So, you know, we have to make sure that we're using our hands for good that we're not engaging in anything oppressive or displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that brings us to the final point, which is really critical in this day and age, which is, you know, the cautioning against bloodshed. And the gravest of all sins after associating partners with God is wrongfully taking another person's life. This is the gravest of all sins. And it just seems like so many people in the world, for whatever reason, are so quick to, to harm other human beings when it's, it's, 
extremely dangerous and and grave to do so. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَمَنْ يَقْتُلْ مُؤْمِنًا مُتَعَمِّدًا فَجَزَاؤُهُ جَهَنَّمُ فَجَزَاؤُهُ جَهَنَّمُ خَالِدًا فِيهَا وَغَضِبَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَلَعَنَهُ وَأَعَدَّ لَهُ عَذَابًا عَظِيمًا That if anyone kills a believer deliberately, the punishment for him is hell, and there he will remain forever. God is angry with him and rejects him, and has prepared a tremendous torment for him. This is, this is the severity of it, is that the Qur'an tells us that that person will be in hell forever and God will be angry with them. And the Prophet ﷺ said, if two Muslims meet in battle with swords, then they are both in the fire. And then someone asked, a messenger of God, that's in the case of the killer, but what about the one killed? Like, why is the one killed in the fire? And then the Prophet ﷺ replied, he intended to kill the other. Like, they both came with evil intentions, and they'll be held accountable for that. And then there's another hadith that once again shows us, like this, how serious this is, that if a believer, the Prophet says, a believer still has hope in his religious deeds, as long as he does not shed blood unlawfully. That if, you know, and, and I don't even want to assume that you or anyone listening to this would ever engage in something like this. But just to get the point across, if you never shed anyone's blood, then there's hope even in the shortcomings that we all have, that there's still hope. But once someone crosses that line, then, you know, scholars have, have debated whether they can actually ever repent from killing another person, from killing another believer specifically. That if even a person repents after that, if they'll be accepted because the verses and the hadiths are so severe in discouraging and warning people from doing this really severe act, right? Like taking another life? Like, who, you can't do that. That's, that's, that's really, really a, a grave crime. And it's so serious because Allah tells us that it's as if Taking one life is as, as if you take the life of all of humanity. Why? Because no soul is ever replaceable. It's never replaceable. And no one has the authority to take another person's life when Allah put them on this earth. And He's the one who gives them life, and He's the one who will take it at His decreed time. But you or I are, have no say in that and have no right to do anything uh, uh, to end a person's life. So that brings us to the call to action. And, you know, I know this is a little bit of a somber episode and talking about something that, uh, you know, we wouldn't really like to think about ourselves, but it's a reality in this world and we need to talk about it and teach. So the call to action is that you have to be someone who reconciles between people, that you need to be committed to bring hearts together and always try to minimize harm on whatever level it is, whether it's family members disagreeing or whether it's people being nasty on social media, always try to bring hearts together. And, you know, Habib Abu Bakr al-Mashur, one of the great scholars of today, he says, keep your tongue safe from insults and keep your hands safe from bloodshed. In other words, don't be involved in any kind of harm 
and be a reconciler. And if you do that, you will be a hero in today's world. You will be a shining light of goodness and beauty, and you will be someone who is doing uh, that which is beloved to God. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq, that He bring peace and safety and stability, and that He make us people of goodness inwardly and outwardly in everything that we do. So thank you for listening. Feel free to give us any feedback on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. Uh, and let us know, inshallah, your thoughts. Uh, thank you once again. Wassalamu'alaikum